some, get some, we can do it, we can do it, ranger, ranger, hardcore, hardcore, horror, motivated, motivated, dedicated, dedicated, KZAALP, Santa Barbara, 96.5 FM, Gaza, FCC won't let me be, boy, Yo, do we got Chicago on the radio station phone line phone line right now or what? Yo, what up, man? Yeah, calling from Chicago. That's right, that's right. Hey, you got the 206 area code. Yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was stationed in uh, Fort Lewis outside Seattle. That was my last duty station. Um, and before that, I was overseas. So when I moved back to the States, that was the first number I got. So I just ran with it. <laughs> Nice, that's what's up. Yeah, I think you called earlier and I saw the 206. I was like, oh, it's probably like a telemarketer or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Right it's on. Me. That's what's up. Um, all right, let me let the list, the radio listeners know what's up real quick. So what's up to everyone listening on radio? Uh, we're live on KZAA 96.5 FM right now. You just heard that rock block uh, made by today's guest. Um, and what's up to everybody streaming this episode? Uh, you can hear that whole playlist as soon as the interview ends. And um, all the artist names and song names are already recorded so you know what you're listening to. And the link to that playlist will also be um, in the episode description thing. So uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, I get to interview a lot of my favorite bands and favorite people on the radio. Um, and I'm really happy, honored, grateful today to be joined by Adam, the frontman of Conservative Military Image. Adam, how are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful, brother. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Um, I appreciate those kind words. Uh, good to be here. Love doing stuff like this. For sure. No, thank you so much. Um, I, uh, yeah, we'll talk a bunch about the band, but I didn't really get, uh, started listening to CMI after you guys played for the children, uh, after show, but yeah. I, I didn't get into it cause it sold out so quick. Um, oh, bummer. I know. And so, but I, I, uh, started listening to you guys after that and immediately was like, just like hooked on your music for a lot of different reasons. Um, and then I want to give a shout out to Davin from Mark for life. Um, cause she's the one. Yeah, that, yeah, Davin. yeah she's awesome. And, uh, yeah, she linked me with you. So shout out to her. Yeah. What's up, Davin? Thank you. Um, yeah, I saw her like posting some, something I think maybe about, the band or something and I messaged her I was like yo I love that band so much like do you think they would be down to do a radio interview and so um she made it happen yeah she, was the one, she put me on to you and she told me and then when you reached out I was like all right for sure um I usually only do stuff like this if like like a close buddy or you know a homie kind of vouch for it too so um she was like oh I just did it. it's really cool and I was like awesome say no more so when you got in touch I was like hell yeah yeah, that's awesome. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, where exactly are you calling from right now? I'm in the beautiful city of Chicago right now, my friend. Um, a gorgeous 80-degree day. Um, good day to be alive here. So I'm actually uh, in my car in the parking lot of the gym. Dude, uh, that's, that's, about, up. that's about the only place I could get some privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the gym. I'll be going after uh, – I, I went straight from work to here, and then uh, I'll be hitting the gym after this. Gym, The gym oh, rocks, here, man. 
We love to hear that. <laughs> For sure. Um, right on. Well, thanks so much again. Um, I want to talk about your playlist real quick. It's I always have the guests of the show make a radio rock block. Um, yeah, it was really good. I'm I before I was into hardcore, I was you know really into street punk and um, yeah, yeah. Oi and I think Coxbar is probably still my favorite, one of my favorite bands of all time. So I'm like, they can write a damn good song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, good playlist. Uh, just wondered if you wanted to say anything about um, the bands and stuff you put on there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, kind of the vibe, or I guess um, I love doing playlists. So the theme, I usually try to kind of have like a theme or something um, that kind of runs through a playlist. Um, the hardest part was obviously making it 20 minutes, but that's honestly like that's a self-imposed rule that I would do for a playlist as well. Because you put 40 songs on it, wait, wait people are gonna listen to like four of them <laughs> for sure. You know, yeah. but if you if you hard cap it at like a time or like hey nine songs, that's it. You'll you'll get the full listen usually. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like working on those constrictions, even though it's tough. But all of those songs. Um, are all songs that I wish I fucking uh, that I wish I wrote. Excuse me. Nice. Um, all of those songs are like, like whether it's the riff, um, or the lyrics, or the melody, the hook, the chorus, whatever. Um, so I put songs on there that I'm like, man, I really wish I wrote this song. Um, uh, a couple of my buddies' bands, but honestly, most of those bands do like, I don't like Turbo Negro. Like I'm not even like a huge Turbo Negro fan. I mean, I definitely like them a lot, um, but that song, that like that "Hurry Up the Back" song, is just like the earworm. Yeah, um, throwback. Yeah, same, for with sure. the, same with the Fighters track. Like, I grew up. Um, uh, I didn't grow up, but I started getting into like punk um, when I lived in Atlanta, like late '90s, early 2000s. Um, and Tuck, the singer for Fighters, him and I used to be in a band together, so. I've like known that dude for a real long time, and that's like a song where, it's like, dang dude, this is this is gorgeous. He does solo stuff now too. That's really good, but that Biter's track in particular. So yeah, and then I don't know. Maybe people heard those bands. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Like I said, they're all they're all tracks that like that are just hard in different ways. So I wish I wrote them, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, the Biter song was really good. I I that one caught my ear for sure. I. That's why I messaged you because I really, I really like that one. Everything about it, the melody was like really good. Oh, dude, it's just I'm like a real, I'm like a sucker for um, like a well-written song. Like even songs that I don't like, I can acknowledge when I'm like, ah, that's a like well-written song. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. So, and it's like you, you, you know, you call it. It is what it is. Sometimes it's not a good song, but you're like. Well Give respect uh, where respect is due, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, it's important to like to like acknowledge, you know, someone good at their craft that's outside of your, you know, lane. Um, you know, anyone who's like, oh, I hate pop music and I hate the radio music, and it's like, that's fine, dude. But like, minded. Yeah, it's not the enemy, man. I'm like, these people writing songs don't know what they're doing. You <laughs> can listen. Sure. For sure, yeah. No, for sure. Um, right on. Well, thanks again for making the playlist. And if uh, if you're listening on the radio and you missed it, um, this e this episode will be up streaming on Spotify and all those places like around six o'clock. Um, and streaming listeners, uh, as soon as the interview ends, it'll go right into the playlist. Um, so, Adam, you sing in conservative military image. Um, can you tell us um, who the other members of the band are? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so, drummer's Frank. Um, that's my boy. He, he plays drums in Skinhead. Um, and he also sings for a band called Fed. Um, uh, bass is Chase, my boy. He lives in Boston. Um, he plays bass in Buried Dreams. And just a rock-solid dude through and through. Same with Austin, um, who plays guitar. He uh, He's the singer for Buried Dreams. He also plays in Yellow Stitches and in Skinhead. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Chris, our uh, other guitar player, um, he's like the, not, I don't want to say newest member, but like, you know, we were a four-piece for a minute, and then he came through, and he was the missing piece. Boom. Uh, he sings for Street Power. He also puts on shows um, in the Massachusetts area, like uh, Gatekeeper, Gatekeeper Jams with Colin of Arabia. So, nice. Um, that's that's the staff. That's the crew. My my boys, my friends, man. That's a solid crew right there. I saw Barry Dreams um, at the for the children pre-show. I saw him at the for the children, but also at the pre-show. There, that band rules so much, man. Like, dude, that that <laughs> set was awesome. That set, that pre-show set, the one with God Tate, the one. So good, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like that set was sick, dude. I even told him I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, that was awesome. Yeah, I love Barry Dreams. I just I'm a sucker for like dumb heavy stuff like that man just scratches all my edges yeah for sure that band rocks uh yellow stitches also rock too so um oh dude that's so seriously one of my favorite bands uh we're actually playing a show with them uh in two weeks yeah yeah uh like in northern massachusetts and we're doing a video shoot for yard hard one of our songs um and yellow stitches is playing that show so nice i'm like i'm super pumped uh adam the guitar player and songwriter um is like buddy of mine good buddy of mine he fully supports the of mine i've told him before i'm like hey, it doesn't sound like it man but like yellow stitch is like a huge influence on us on, on like this product so much respect and love to them because they they also know what they're doing for sure for sure um so is there anything that you can share about um like stuff you got coming up for the band like shows um i know you guys have put out a ton of music already but just anything you can uh, share, like currently happening or upcoming uh, tours. I know you're going to Europe. I think I saw, um, yeah. Like shows, music, um, and where people can get merch and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we just we just started playing shows uh, in December. Um, so I think we've played five shows now. So that LA show that for the children that was actually our second show. Um, uh, we just played, we uh, just opened for uh, High Viz, our boys who were on their first U.S. tour last week, and that was a great show. Uh, and then next weekend we're playing uh, in Denver, and um, then we get that video shoot. We got a couple of, like, uh, sporadic shows uh, coming up in the next couple months before, like, summer um, kicks off. Honestly, dude, like, last couple months just been, like, real busy with the uh, record. Yeah. Uh, like, January, February, and like half of March were just all dedicated to like finishing the record, recording, doing like getting the art situated. Because like I do all of the art for the band, so it's also like it's like a big thing too. It's its own process um, that takes a long time sometimes because I'm uh, a little bit psycho on that tip. <laughs> for sure, uh, like I'd be I'm embarrassed to tell you the amount of hours I spend like slaving over like artwork and design but uh well we'll just leave it at i'm happy with that but so 
been real busy with the record. Finally, it's all wrapped up. Uh, it's like mixed and mastered. Um, and it's coming out in, I was trying to get it out in April, but it's going to be out in May. Um, Lionheart is uh, putting out the vinyl. And uh, so there's like Lionheart and Oi the Shop, which is a label from Germany, are doing like kind of a co-distribution. So there's going to be like a full full rollout for it. It's going to be like widely available. Like the first pressing is going to be, I think, like almost a thousand nice. um, of the first press because everyone's been stressing about like, oh, I'm not going to be able to get it. And, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like, so there's that. That's really been like the big focus the last couple months. Now that that's like we're on the back end of it, um, it's all about playing shows, um, getting out and having some fun with the boys. And, um, you know, just uh, bringing it on the road. We're not We don't tour, um, but, like, we play, like, weekend runs and shows like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, I think we're doing, well, we're doing the Rumble, uh, which is in Chicago this summer. It's, like, the big uh, Midwest, you know, Chicago. Um, Crazy like, lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good lineup. It's so much fun every year. It's literally, like, the best best weather of Chicago in that month and it's like all kinds of people come out and the last ones have been real fun so wicked excited to play that one and then we're also playing This Is Hardcore this year uh, which is big uh, so we'll be in Philly again in August um, yeah man we got the Euro Tour in October it's awesome like man two, yeah like two full weeks um, and that's been insane man it's like incredibly humbling um, <laughs> it's awesome you know, yeah like I mean, we literally just passed being a band one year, like last month, you know. Um, so it's like it's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, never, never imagined it'd be like this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just something. I mean, it, it's uh, the the quality of stuff you put out. It just goes to it speaks for itself, you know. Anybody, Thanks, me, like all my friends and people, like it's just. You put out really good quality stuff, and the the art is dope. So you killed it, no matter how long you spent. <laughs> it's all it's all really cool. Um, so is the record you're, that's coming out? Is that going to be a LP? Yeah, well, nice. it's like a full it's like a full length by our standards. So it's like I think it's like barely twenty minutes, um, but it's like uh, it, it's ten songs, like ten new songs. So um, uh, there'll be some. Yeah, it's called Casual Violence. Um, it'll be out digitally, like, I think, like, the second or third week, well, weekend of May. Um, and then the vinyl release will be out uh, in July. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, full songs, uh, 10 songs no one's heard before. Nice. So, I'm wait. so excited. So excited to get that out. I hope uh, I hope everyone likes it. But it's, it's fun. It's cool. It's it's just pushing further in the same direction. I mean, ain't nobody got to worry about anything being soft or hot, you know, like <laughs> nothing like that, man. Like it, it's still the same. Like, like, I don't know. There's one thing like we'll never be in. That's like not hard. You know? <laughs> that's what I like to hear. I was going to say, cause, cause CMI is like on my gym cue every time, you know? And it's just yeah. like, yeah, I love it. So I'll have to, the LP will go right. We'll go right on there as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Like, I'm just ready to get it out, so we'll send it. For sure. And and uh, when you guys play California again, I'll I'll be there, and 
I want to. I can't wait to mosh and stage dive and pile up for CMI, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Like that LA show, uh, you know, like the after show, whatever. Like there was like a line around the block, man. Like there was a lot of people who didn't get in. Um, I never. I thought it was be like that. You know, it got shut down early too, so that didn't help. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> criminal but, instinct, man. People love people love criminal instinct. That that was the best set I've ever seen from Criminal Instinct. Man, that was that was so cool. That was that was sick, man. That band rules. Right on. Well, thanks for sharing all the updates and stuff. Um, yeah, super super hyped for you guys to be able to you know travel and and play music and travel. I think that's really cool. I got a bunch of my friends going on tour and stuff right now and um, traveling and playing shows. And I know yeah. it's it's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, man, it's awesome, man. Like I said, incredibly grateful and humble for the opportunity and, you know, just having fun with it, man, making sure everyone else does the same. For sure. So do you, do you ever, do you ever listen to the radio now or did have you ever listened to the radio in the past? Oh yeah, brother. I was, I was raised on the radio. There um, you go. <laughs> I still listen to the radio like a, like an old geezer, I guess is what kids would say. But I mean, like, honestly, I keep like two stations on, like. I don't like, I'm not, I don't drive very often, um, but also like, I listen to music like all the time, so it's like, when I'm in the car, like, unless there's a song I want to hear, sometimes I just want to put something on. So there's like, let's see, uh, in Chicago, there's like 90, I think it's like 90.9, it's like all, it's like a, an old like a jazz swing and oldie station. Nice. Um, so I listen to that. Uh, like all the time, it's pretty much like the default. And then, uh, uh, US 99, uh, top country. There we go. The other, yeah. Uh, people will hate it, but I love, I love like pop country music, man. It's like, it's so dumb, but I love it. <laughs> no, I like, I like country too. I, I had a, a friend of mine make me, I was like a year ago, I was like, yo, make me a playlist of like, in your opinion, the greatest country songs of all time. And uh, she made me this playlist, and it sold me. Some Country's cool, man. It's cool. It's, oh. it's, yeah, people, it's cool. people hate me, though, because, like, I mean, yeah, like, I like, you know, Hank Williams and stuff, but, like, I'm on the, like, Toby Keith, like, Florida Georgia line. There we bro. go. Like, <laughs> no, I respect <laughs> it, man. Alex <laughs> Jackson, Rodney Atkins, like, I love all that. I love that stuff, man. They yeah. sing about, like, hanging out with your friends, Real like, real life get, stuff. Get, yeah, like getting drunk. Like those are all cool things. Like even if you like, come on, man, who doesn't like doing that stuff? So. Yeah, uh, Darius Rucker, that's my dude. That's yeah, right. I mean, I like I like all country, but like that's my favorite country. And, you know, like I'll take all the heat for it all day. I don't really don't <laughs> care. I'm, I'm owning it. That's right. Um, and uh, do you have do you have like a favorite part of California that you've like visited, stayed in, or or like frequented at all? Yeah, like uh, I was just in California like for the first time in like fifteen years. Like so, like two years ago, uh, for the children, that was like the first time I was in California since you know like mid two thousand. Um, and I kind of like uh, shamefully was like, oh, I you know, Southern California's dumb. And, like, I, you know, whatever. And then I went there and, like, you know, on my own tip. And I was like, man. Like, I felt bad for, like, talking bad on, like, Southern California. <laughs> I was like, man, it's, like, it's, like, really cool here, man. Um, so, I don't know if, like, I have a favorite. Like, Orange County's pretty cool. Yeah. But 
like I've been to LA like LA Long Beach um like three times in the last year. Nice. Um uh like Long Beach is tight and like Venice Beach is pretty cool. Like I went to uh Muscle Beach at, uh last uh, December when I was there. That was super cool. Um yeah, like Northern California is cool too, man. Like I rolled up to San Francisco and did the Jelly Belly uh Jelly Bean Factory Tour. That was pretty cool. Oh, nice. I didn't even know that's where the Jelly Belly yeah, dude, was. was. You know, like, it was like a full experience, dude. They got like all kinds of stuff. You could try all these crazy flavors. And then, like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess like uh, it's a great place to visit. I'll tell you that much. There's nowhere else I'll live. Like I'll always live in Chicago, but um, I always have a really good time uh, anytime I'm in California, especially like in the L.A. area. Um, like just people are real cool. It's a different. Y'all have a different way of life over there, man. <laughs> it's cool. It's nice. You're on a different tip. For sure. So, so, did you grow up in Chicago? Uh, no. My dad was in the Marine Corps. Okay. Um, so uh, I grew up like moving every two years. Yeah, yeah. Every two or three years. Um, so I lived all over the world, all over the country. Um, and then my dad retired, uh, uh just outside Atlanta. That was his last duty station, so he retired there. So I went to high school, and a couple of years after high school uh, in Georgia. So like that's where I got into like um, like punk rock and like the skinhead and noise scene. Um, you know, growing up there. Um, so I moved all over the spot um, every two or three years. I came to Chicago uh, for actually for college. Um, so I came up here for college, and then. This is where I met my wife. We met in college. And then um, she, my wife's from Japan. So she's like, a, awesome. she was a Japanese exchange student. So, you know, her visa ran out. She had to leave. And then I joined the army. So, you know, she left. And then I left from the army. And then, like, well, I ain't dating somebody halfway across the world. For sure, yeah. She's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I got out of basic training and got orders to Germany, and so I was like, hey, you want to come live in Germany? She was like, yeah, I was like, all right, and so we got married. So the whole time, you know, like, went to college here, I did a lot of growing up here, um, met my wife here, the whole time I was in the Army, I was like, well, when I get out, I'm going back to Chicago, that's where I'm, you know, that's home for me, that's you right. know, all my friends are there, like, everything, so um, I got out of the Army in 2015 and moved back, moved back here, so... I lived here for four years, was gone for five years, and then I've, now I've lived here for seven, almost eight years. That's awesome, man. Hey, much much respect to you for, you know, for uh, serving in the Army, and, and I respect uh, all that life experience and growing up that way. I, Yeah, Thanks. much respect to you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's like, uh, if you knew me before, it's definitely something that would, like, shock people. It was, like, completely <laughs> People were like, what? <laughs> I was, you know, like, I was just like, man, like, I don't know. I, I was like, I just got to do something. I want to do something crazy. Like, I needed something that I would never do. And it was like, I want to go to war. Like, I want to shoot a weapon. Yeah. Like, you know, those were all things I'm not, like, those are literally the reasons why. I was like, oh, well, like, I want to go to war. And, like, I want to shoot guns. I'm like, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, for sure. I definitely I definitely owe a lot to it. It's not for everybody, but, man, like, it, you, you could get whatever you want out of it. Totally, right? man, you know? yeah. Like, just like anything else. Like, I went in and I got everything I needed and stuff I didn't know I needed yep. and then got out, you know. Um, 
So I always call it like the best worst decision of my life. <laughs> no, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, well, thanks for thanks for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit of sports and let's talk a little bit of burpees. Um, <laughs> okay, now. Um, so we'll start with sports. I know you said you're a soccer fan. Um, what uh, what soccer league do you follow? Uh, mainly, I watch uh, like the Premier League. Okay, um, and then I also follow like MLS. Um, yeah, because because Chicago's got an MLS team, right? Yeah, but we're like total crap, man. Really? <laughs> okay. Oh, it is so bad. So like, it's like the third biggest city, um, and, you know, in the country. The like attendance is just—it's like god awful. There's a lot to um, compete with there, though. Yeah, it's just a huge like market for soccer. Like everybody plays here. You know, there's like the fan base is here, but it's like they didn't even play. They played like 30 minutes outside the city for like the last couple of years and now they move back and they play at soldier field but it's like so hard to get to yeah. and they're just like they're bad but i mean that don't mean anything i'm still gonna support them like i That's go to right. games like, you know i don't like really you know i'm not like at the game every every week you know but like i'll go to like two or three games a season and yeah you know i catch i catch on tv um so you know of course i support the chicago fire but mainly honestly dude like i'd watch like premier league so like Saturday, Sunday mornings, I'm up early watching. Yep. Who's and your Premier League team? Man, <laughs> I mean, I might, I might get like a lot of flack for this, man. But like, to be honest with you, dude, like I really enjoy like the game itself. Yep. Uh, for me, like Premier League's like the highest league. So um, I'm not like I'm also like not from there. So like. I don't have any like extreme loyalties like, to or it. ties to it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, regional, I mean, like, like regional ties. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's teams I like. Like, I mean, for sure. Like, I like Tottenham, uh, like uh, West Bromwich Albion, Leeds, Brentford, you know, like anybody who's like not Manchester City. Like, those, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, those are some of the teams that I like. Like, Nottingham Forest, I'm kind of, you know, like I vibe with. Um, but, like, I mainly, like, just love watching it. I, I kind of watch yeah. it more. For, yeah, I, I watch it more for, like, players. So, like, you know, like at um, at um, Traore uh, from Wolverton, uh, he's like literally the buffest dude in the Premier League. It's awesome. Uh, like, if you watch a Wolves game, uh, like you cannot miss him. So I like him. <laughs> I love that. It's Tyler, awesome. Tyron from Aston Villa. Like I like him. He's a good dude. Um, plays well. And like any Japanese player, uh, Mitoma from well, he plays for Brighton. Um, yeah, Mitoma from Brighton's like he's like a dude I like watching. So. You know, honestly, like, Premier League, I watch Bundesliga, too, a little bit here and there. When I lived in Germany, I used to go to games all the time, so, you know, I like Bayern Munich, because that's where I lived. Yeah. I lived in Bayern. Um, so you've seen, but, so you've seen firsthand, like, the, like, the European soccer, like, oh, yeah, like, just, like, the, how wild it is with, like, you know, yeah. I know, and it goes beyond the, the, it goes beyond the pitch, too, I know that. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, um, when I was in Germany, dude, I would go to, like, like you know, like, League 2 or League 3 games, um, you know, league games. So, those ones are wild, bro, because it's like, <laughs> I mean, there's some wild stuff going down. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's cheap, and it's like, you know, yeah. I can travel 30 minutes away and go to this, like, environment that's, like, 
crazy. On par or, or above, <laughs> like a good hardcore show, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just a full experience, man. It's great. You know, it's cool to care about stuff. I yeah. like to, I like to be around people who are really passionate about whatever it is. Yep. You know, I mean, obviously, you probably can pick that up and the stuff that we sing about or whatever, but like, for sure. I think it's cool to be like, you know, I'm not faking it being like, oh, yeah, I'm a super fan. I'm like, I'm happy to be here. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And like, enjoying the experience. Um, so it was super cool, like, getting to see those kind of games. Um, like, it was a good experience. I'm very happy to be able to say I got to see all kinds of cool, you know, Bundesliga games. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for Club and Country, seems like that song is maybe kind of inspired by soccer a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, like I'm not saying oh, I'm with a firm and I'm over here swinging fists. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> no, I know. Um, it, it, it's like storytelling, you know. And yeah, that's, that's, it's a song. It's a story. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, and I, and it, I, I, because I, I, and I, when I heard like the 90 minutes line, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this, this is for sure like a, like, like a story or a, in story yeah. inspired by soccer. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's like it's a nod to them too. So again, like I said, man, like these people are like. They live and die by this stuff, and it's yeah, just, it's their life. It's, it, it really, res- I respect it. It's super awesome, man. And people like to like, you know, look down on that or talk negative on it because like, oh, the sports are dumb, or like you care that much about a team, but like people don't understand, man. Like that that kind of love like transcends the team. It's like it's about your friends, the community. Yeah. It's about you know, Experience. it's literally it's the medium to have fun. It's the medium to. You know, hang out with your boys. Otherwise, you would never see them. Yeah, you know? man. And like, you know, people that like, say that probably just don't feel that way about anything in their own life, so they're just hating. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's, you know, so it, it's easy. To, it's easy to be like destructive and to look, you know, look over and be like, "Oh, that dumb. That I don't. You know, I don't understand it. So it's stupid, right? People yeah. hate what they don't understand. Totally, man. So, it kind of goes back to the music thing we were talking about. It's like if it, if it, if it. If it doesn't filter through my mind of what I like, then I just automatically think it's stupid or something. It's like the same, you know. I, I've been a sports fan my whole life, man, and I just like. What do you, what do you like? I'm a big baseball guy. Um, I'm, about baseball. Yeah, I played baseball my whole life. Played high school. Um, played competitively. Been to Chavez Ravine Dodger fan since 1995. Like I just. Man, all right, I like yeah. you, man, but I got a lot. I got a lot of a lot of uh, hurt feelings back in the uh, late two thousands, two thousand tens with the Cubs, man. Oof. Yeah, but you know, but but what sucks about the Dodgers is they were they were ruling the National League, but they didn't win no World Series. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, they, they won. They won recently, right? That was a like, fake World Series, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it was the it was the sixty game season COVID World Series. I mean it felt good in the moment, but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, you know, I was born in ninety one, so I never saw them win. Uh, they their last uh, okay. championship was eighty eight. So, um, but yeah, I, I love base baseball, hockey, and uh, NFL. Or, or you know, well, I I bet a lot on sports too. Like nothing crazy, but I just like oh yeah, yeah, I do sports bet. Yeah, <laughs> I lo- I love that man. Um, yeah, I love that. So sticking with, we'll talk about the Cubs because so we we just got a one a longtime Cub Jason Hayward who I I always loved Jason Hayward when he was on the Cubs he's playing for the Dodgers he now 
And the you Cubs, can have him. <laughs> and he had some good years over there, man. You can't deny Bro. that. <laughs> Hayward was the king of Biffin when we needed him the most. True, true. Got great defensive player, man. But like when in the when it was time to swing, dude, it was just like you couldn't get nothing out of him. Yeah. I don't. I definitely, you know, he he made up for it in the field for sure. But yeah, like yeah, he he has very like, he's had like it's like. 13 gold gloves or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you guys got my boy Cody Bellinger over there playing at Wrigley now. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> man, he was a, a big-time Dodger, so I hope he does well. Um, hope he does well in Chicago. But I just wanted to – I would love to go to Wrigley someday because I'm just – I've been to Fenway, um, but I've never been to Wrigley. And uh, I kind of just wanted to ask you about, like, the vibes at Wrigley Field, like, What's what's it like to go to a game there? Oh, like wow, Wrigley's sick, man. The field itself, it's like if you're any sort of baseball fan at all, it's like a mandatory mandatory attendance. For they sure. actually did like a bunch of a bunch of renovations on it, um, like four or five years ago, um, and they actually like worked out to be like, for the best. Um, I've been going to Wrigley since uh, 2006, so um, I go I catch games like two or three every season. Nice. Um, uh, it's awesome, man. Like I literally, I live on Addison Street, which is like the same street that Wrigley Field's on. So I'm like three oh, miles directly west of Wrigley. I like I ride past there all the time. Um, it's just such a great, great spot with a lot of history. You know, there's not a bad seat in the house. Um, you know, like the Cubs are like they are what they are. So there's a lot of people there who are just there for the experience. You know, the diehards are like peppered in there, but a lot of it's like you know. Oh, 15 guy business meeting, you know. <laughs> yeah. You go there just to drink beers and stuff and yeah. whatever. That's cool, but it's like that's a little that's a little frustrating, but No, know, I feel you. Dodger Stadium's the worst with that stuff, man. Yeah. I went to a game uh, at Fenway and uh there was like no raffles, no like promotions. There was nothing like that at Fenway. It was just baseball and replays on the Jumbotron. I was yep. like, it was so sick, man. I was like, dang, this is the best environment. Yeah, dude. Um, like, dude, seriously, Wrigley's, Wrigley's awesome, man. I, like, never buy tickets either. I'll just show up, that, like, at day of the game, you know, and, like, get in, essentially. You know, I'll wait till first or second inning and slide in for, like, you know, half the price of whatever they're asking for. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 2016 I don't have, like, World Series champions, man. Brother, Broke Dude, the, the city was the city was wild that night. Yeah, were uh, you was, were you living in the same spot, like near the stadium at that yeah, time? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I was like, I ain't going nowhere near Wrigley during this. I was like, I'm gonna watch it out. Yeah, because like, I was it's a high stress environment. I was like, what if they lose? You know, so they, they they clinched in Cleveland, but you know, still everybody goes to the Wrigley area. Of course, so it was it's called Wrigleyville, right? Yeah, it's like literally probably one of the worst parts of the city. Um, just like the worst kinds of people show up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, dude, oh, they, that was a really cool night um, when they clinched. And the next couple of days afterwards, man, was, the whole city was just the most positive place on earth. That was uh, a lot of good memories from watching that game. Um, 108-year curse broken. I know. Dude, I thought, I thought when it was, let's see, it was 2008, when when the Cubs went to the playoffs and they the Dodgers were the first round team and they swept them, yep. I thought like 
got, it was the same year, like Zambrano pitched a no hitter, um, in, in Milwaukee because they were playing Houston and like, there was like a tornado or something. Oh, that's like, right. Yep. Yeah. It was like deep nerd talks. The listeners were like, yeah, whatever. That was it. Like that was their chance, man. And, and they dissed it. Um, but you know, only from the Red Sox came in and <laughs> took care of business and we got one. We should have got two, man. But yeah, take but, one. yeah, that's what's up. Um, so we're uh, on KZAA 96.5 FM right now talking to uh, Adam from Conservative Military Image. Um, thanks. Thanks again for joining the show, man. Um, so let's talk real quick about burpees. So this is something that I would <laughs> never bring up on an interview <laughs> because <laughs> it's just, you know, but, uh, you got, you posted that thing about the music video shoot and I read yeah. the thing and I was like burpees. Cause I, before I got sober, like, uh, almost eight years ago and, and everything. And, uh, before that I was, I did a lot of time. I was locked up a lot and that's where I became like a burpee enthusiast. <laughs> so it was like, right. you know, that's, that's all I had oh. time to do was burpees, all different types of burpees. So, did you get into doing burpees in the army? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I got into them. The thing with burpees, man, is like it is the most like um, efficient like method of working out without any equipment. Essentially, yep. like it is weirdly difficult. Um, they they never get easy. They just get like less sucky, <laughs> or you're just you're able to kind of endure them better. Yeah, but like a, <laughs> that's it, man. Bur- they don't get fun or anything like, like they just, they suck. They're awful, but that's why they work. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, like I never did a burpee in my life until the military. Um, and then when I got out, like I run the Murph every year, which is like, um, it's like a Memorial workout for a Memorial day workout where you like wear a 25 pound vest, you run one mile and then you do like a hundred pull-ups. 200 push-ups and 300 air squats and then you Dang. run another mile and it's for time you got the vest on the year. whole time yeah Dang. i do it every year <laughs> that's crazy this day, i'll do it again nice so, nice is that that's not like a burpee but like when i train for that event essentially like you know i'll just hit the burpee um i'm also like a personal trainer like that's what i do like my nine to five daytime type oh gig. nice man yeah so for like all of my clients um when it's their birthday, I, like, make them sit down, and I'll do that many burpees. However old they are, I'll do that many burpees, like, unbroken. Nice. So, like, I don't do them in my own workouts, uh, yeah. but I I do them frequently. Um, and then some of the other boys, um, you know, like, some of my homies and stuff, like, we're at the shows or the fest, they're all into, like, the 100 burpee stuff, so... You know, I, I want to jump in and fall in line with that stuff too. But like, <laughs> burpees suck, man. But like, they, they do work. suck. But when you're done with them, they, I, they, I, there's it's an there's unmatched something about workout. Your, your, your feet off of the ground by even just a few inches that just completely annihilates you. Yeah, and it's like the it's like a full cardio workout too, and a whole oh, yeah. like upper body and tricep like. Yeah, so like being locked up, it's like we'd come up with all kinds of crazy burpee workouts. Like you just have a partner and they stand across from you and then you go down, you know, sometimes it'd be like you go down and do like five oh, push-ups. Yeah, the back of the yeah, you're doing like all like you're doing like go down and do five push ups and come up 
or you go down and do like kickouts, push-ups, Navy <laughs> SEALs. You know what I mean? Like all kind. Like yeah. I, I just like for years, but doing too much, yeah, I, hurt, I hurt my shoulder and my lower back. I don't know if I can because we'd be doing like four or five hundred burpees in one workout. Like Dude, that's that's a lot. <laughs> insanity, like steaming yeah. up the cell window, just like going crazy. <laughs> That's the best feeling, man. I love hearing that, dude. Like, yeah, like, that's cool. And that's the cool thing about burpees is, like, you can make them a communal thing or you can just suffer them, like, alone. But also, um, like, how about this? So anyone who is um, interested in getting physically fit but has no money at all or, like, doesn't have time, burpees. Like, that's what I say. I'm like, yo, you can get real far doing, like, from wherever you're at now with no money and very little time and just do burpees, you know? Uh, You don't need a gym membership to get ripped. No, you don't. (laughs) I mean, fitness, fitness and like being strong is however you define it. So it's not necessarily like, Oh, I go to the gym and get muscles. Like, yeah, I mean, that's some people are into that, but there's like so many different, you know, extensions of what physical fitness is. Um, so you could be strong or you could be better, and whatever it is you want to do or trying to do, whether you want to lose weight or look better or you want to be able to run faster, like, that's what, you know, working out is. Um, so a burpee really covers all of the bases. It you know does, what I'm saying? Man. Whether you're into endurance training or strength training or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to gain weight, yep. like, these are all, like, it's a blanket term. Like, no one has ever not benefited from doing them. Yep, you could throw a squat in there. You could do all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we would throw like don't planks. Have to do them, but yeah. like, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. Well, thank you for talking to me about burpees and sports. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. That's not always. Uh, I had Dan from King Nine um, on the show what, like a month ago or so, and we got to talk sports oh, for yeah. a while, which was which was really cool. Um, so, but uh, back to uh, CMI, I kind of want to ask you, like, exactly when and how did the band start? Um, band started uh, pretty much as, like, I had been trying to do this band um, for, like, two, maybe almost three years. Like, it was an idea in my head, um, and I had been trying to do it, and then I kind of started getting a little serious about it. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, like, start writing stuff and you know get some guys and it's like really really difficult to like get guys to be in a band you know especially now um like with with just an idea or a concept right like you don't have anything to show them and so i spent like two years like trying out guitar players like linking up with dudes we would write for a little bit but then they would just kind of fall off or you know they were never really in on it so finally i was just like dude like i'm not getting any younger like i really want the this is something I have to do. I said, I said, screw it, man. I'm like, I'm going to do it myself. So I like wrote all the songs. I like taught myself how to play guitar. Nice. I like, I never intentionally screamed into a microphone in my entire life. And the first time I did that was when I pressed record to do the demo. Like I never thought that I would be able to like be a singer. I, for many, many years was just like, Oh, I can't do it. I don't have the voice. You know what I mean? Um, and it was kind of like, you know, a waste of time, but finally when I put that out, I was like, all right, cool. Like the demo, the skinhead demo. Um, I put that out and I was like, cool, like it's done. Like I got it done. It's what I wanted to do. Boom. Um, and once 
that came out and like really started getting traction, which was like really surprising. I thought maybe some people would like it or some people would roast it. Once it started getting traction, um, then I, you know, people come out of the woodwork and they're like, hey, you know, you need a guitar player, you need a drummer type stuff. You know, I'm like, ah, where were y'all like a year ago, man? <laughs> For sure. So real <laughs> but, like, quick. But like having a proof of concept, you know. Yeah, so you wrote and recorded the whole skinhead, like the demo on your own and put it out? Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. so sick. I that's yeah, awesome, I recorded it. Thanks, man. Like, uh, it's like, I mean, I've been playing guitar maybe two years. Like, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a demo. Um, my buddy Nick uh, from Break the Cycle here in Chicago, he's the one who helped me record it. Like, without him, I literally would not have been able to, like, make it happen because I didn't know anything about recording. So he was, like, really cool and helped me out and, like, let me record everything, you know, for free, essentially. Um, nice. So I owe, like, yeah, it was really cool of him. So I owe, I owe him a big uh, gratitude for that. He kind of helped me realize, I'm like, oh, cool. Um, but, yeah, like... I wrote everything for that. I did everything myself. And since that record, everything else, like, Frank plays drums on. Um, I still, like, uh, play guitar on all the songs, like, on the recorded songs. Like, I write all the songs still. Um, but, uh, you know, we've the band itself has been assembled for six months now. So, like, we're all, we're all finally getting to, like, sit down and write songs together. So a lot of the newer stuff coming out, you know, not just me, which is cool. Dude, but, that's, uh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that, man. That's super cool that you wrote and recorded and did that whole EP on your own and put it out. And then yeah. that's really, really cool. That makes me like it like even more. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's not it's not perfect, but you know, like I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's a passion. This was a passion project, man. It still is, but it's something that like you know I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, and I just I felt like I owed, I took I took so much from like the skinhead scene growing up especially like when i first started getting into like you know heavy alternative music you know um and it's always been something that like has meant a lot to me and i've always you know followed it on the sidelines and then i was like you know what like i really want to pay something back or give in essentially to it um and so that was the concept behind it too is just like you know it's like a nod to like all the stuff that i grew up with stuff that i like plus like like the modern American oi scene has been absolutely trash for a really long time and yeah. it's kind of upsetting. You know, and I was just like, dude, like this thing's gonna die unless there's like, you know, fresh blood coming in or, or something. So that was the idea behind it too, is it was like maybe it'll like, you know, fire up some some people. Totally, man. Um, it's I definitely it's like it's like a fresh, fresh, uh fresh vibe like like a new like a new but old school sound that's like the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like this is, it's like, I mean, you could feel it in the, in the songs that in, you know, and you got like really good, um, just the way the songs are written, like, and the, even the samples, you know, you got the town sample in one song, <laughs> which is sick. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, all of it just flows like really, really well together. I mean, it's, and it, it is getting, me and my friends like love CMI, dude. We're like, you guys got to play. You guys got to play out here in Oxnard in the 805 next time you come to California. We'll, it'll be crazy. Dude, after seeing that pre-show, for sure, man. I definitely like. We definitely want to get back to California real soon. Like, I don't know. Like things like took off like pretty quickly over the last like four or five months, and yeah. like, you know, like trying to book all these shows, and then like 
you know, like tour and then the vinyl keeps rolling out. Um, and it's like, it's tough to kind of plan ahead, like five, six months, you know, like constantly looking like four to five months ahead to plan. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, I mean, we're, we don't tour, so it's like getting to a place. It's like, you know, that's kind of the issue. It's like, well, we'll get there. All right, we'll play the show. Maybe we can do like another show around it. So like the way everything, the offers that came through as far as show wise goes, you know, I want to go to LA real soon, but it was just kind of like, it didn't really happen, but we are, we are going to be in California like later this year. I mean, if anything, we'll be it for the children. Um, but like, we're definitely trying to, we're definitely trying to do a run like, like a, like a Northern California show, like Long Beach show, LA. And then, you know, the talk to um, Xavier from, you know, SOS booking and stuff like that, you know, he's going to set us up. Um, it's really just a matter of like, just committing to it, but I can't wait to go back out there. For sure. sure. Yeah, our our scene is like a little bit north of of uh, L.A., um, but we've been you know collaborating collaborating with SOS and doing shows out here, and more and more bands are coming through. So um, yeah, it would yeah, be I, dope, I man. flew out there for that Chisel show um, last year. I flew out there for the Chisel show in Long Beach in L.A. Oh well, uh, we we're probably I was at the first street uh, first street billiards one. Um, yeah, yeah, LA. I was at the too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was. I I was. I think me and my friend were like the only two. I was like stage diving, and I love the chisel, man. That band yeah, is oh, like that band is like the best ever. Oh, absolutely, dude. That's literally my like favorite favorite band, like favorite modern band right now, dude. Like, I'm. It's awesome, dude. And they're solid dudes. They're playing a couple of the shows with us on the Euro tour. That's awesome, man. But yeah, dude, that was a great show, and the chisels. So sick, man. For sure. Um, so I, I know you, you did an interview on No Echo. I kind of read a little bit, um, and you kind of talked about this. Um, but, like, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about, I mean, having experience, you know, um, you're talking about, like, um, oi and, like, skinhead culture and stuff like that. Um, I mean, skinheads, that history dates back, like, over 60 years, you know. Um, it's been around for a really long time and, and, you know, didn't even, it's started not even in America. And, um, I just think it's like, if you, if you don't mind saying something about just like what you can share about, you know, that, that culture or, or just skinhead music or anything and, and how people get so, how people get it so twisted with like white supremacy and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean like I'm by far like, not no authority on like you know skinhead culture like i am not you know some like mouthpiece for the entire movement <laughs> yeah um you know what i mean I always totally, feel like, yeah um, but like to me it's like it's one of the very last like true subcultures for um, sure like left left um you know it's like there's a very romantic idea behind it um and as far as like i speak from the american experience like american skinhead for me my introduction to that was like agnostic front and warzone yeah um and like that was kind of how i saw like anti heroes um like those to me those that's how i saw like american skinhead stuff like i'm not really on like the big i'm not a sky guy i'm not on the reggae tip <laughs> yeah. i mean i do like i do know like the roots i know where it came from and all that stuff but yeah. i speak exclusively from like my vantage point and in the american totally. experience um, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't know how it's, like I said, it's, it's got a very distinct look or there's a very romantic thing to it. Right. Totally. So, um, 
you know, you pair that and then obviously the South Lane, but like the media completely has hijacked that word. And it is now a like a blanket term essentially yeah. for you know extremists or, or, or racists. Yeah. Really, really unfortunate, and it, like it sucks. But it's also one of those things where if you don't take it back, like it was never yours, and it's just going to keep going farther in that direction. Yeah. So the idea is like, yo, like own it, take it back, and own it. Like make it be cool or okay or you know be like um, like proud to to be it. Um, it's an outsider thing, so it's like you're either you're either an outsider who who lives the life, or you're not. Um, you know, like being a skinhead is like, you know, it's a very you know when you see him. <laughs> totally, right totally. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's like it sucks, man. Like the the, the racist stuff, like getting swept up with it, but like that's not what it is. And if you know you. You know, if you don't know, like, don't be dumb. Look yeah. into it because there's a lot going on. Like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and like lecture anybody or tell people this is what it is or what it isn't. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, but it's 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 awesome because it's like it's a place that has like you know, I don't know unspoken rules and it has like you know um, a good level of gatekeeping, right? Where it's like, oh, you know. This is something sacred to us. Like, yeah, don't mess with it. You know, yeah, right. It's like, you know, stuff like that, man. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, totally. No, thanks for thanks for sharing that. I just, I, you know, I grew up when I was younger, got into hardcore stuff. I, you know, I was introduced to it through the same thing through Warzone, mainly through Warzone and, um, you know, an Agnostic Front and bands like that. So I knew what it was, and then and then I experienced this whole other world of you know, running the streets and, and being locked up. Yeah. And, and so I saw the whole other side of what, what the world, or I, I mean, what like the media and stuff really, you know, this, the stigma that, um, yeah. the name has behind it. Like I saw that, like, you know, on the other side, like skinhead gangs yeah. and like racist skinhead gangs and stuff like that. And so yeah. it's just, it's like, so the true, like, you know, working class, like, like skinhead like what it is compared to what people think it is is so yeah. different and so wrong you know and it yeah. just it just really sucks um and if you're passionate about it or if you identify as that or you feel like then you take it upon yourself like that's my responsibility to like educate people totally. or to you know be like hey like you know it's not what you think it is you know you're not wrong for thinking that but you are wrong if you continue to think that after you know right yeah yeah, it, I, I'm always not, explaining it, it to people, even people that don't even, even like co my coworkers and stuff, and like yeah. friends outside of hardcore and stuff. I'm like, yo, this is what it really is. Like, you know, yeah. there's it's it's not it's not what you think it is. Um, I feel yeah. like CMI it was, here, really, it was here before you, and it'll be here after you. That's right, and it's just you know? cool because CMI. That's another thing about CMI that always like stood out to me was it's just right in your face with like, yo, this is. You know, this is this is skinhead. You know, the EP's called Skinhead. You know, and so yeah. And well, and like, and like I knew, what I, the, I, knew what I was doing too when I when I named that. Like that was the idea. Yeah. Like this, like it's gonna get attention, right? It's gonna be like you're either gonna like what what is this, or you're gonna be like oh I gonna I, I already know I'm gonna like this, or I don't know if I'm gonna hate it, right? That's the idea too. Is kind of like a catch for that, um, you know, 
but man, like the whole point of this band was to bridge like the hardcore in the skinhead scene together. Cause there's just so much overlapping. Yeah. Um, you know, like and people didn't realize that. And I felt like that was like something that was really kind of prominent, like in the, you know, the heyday of hardcore, whatever, late eighties. Um, and it's just kind of something that like, I don't know, it's cool, man. Like I want to bring that back. Like the crossover appeals is awesome, man. Like you can yeah. like, skinhead music and you can like hardcore music dude. somebody tells you like you can't <laughs> yeah you know, away. for sure well thank you for thanks for touching on that a little bit um we got like about five minutes left um so i could i could like spend hours asking you questions about song lyric and like song lyrics and inspirations <laughs> that's another thing not only like the hard riffs and the and the drums on all the songs but um i don't know man just coming from like the way the things I've been through and the way I live my life and getting sober and then, you know, having such a close group of friends now and just like really, you know, um, being a productive member of society and like just being a good man and like, Love having, to hear that. you know, like, yeah, I'm a counselor. I've been a counselor for a while and, um, you know, I work full time as a counselor and about to graduate college and, um, dude, that rules, man. That's so cool. Yeah. That's that like, that's, that, that's awesome, man. That yeah. kind of stuff pumps me out, man. That's like what life's about, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, just because that's how you were doesn't mean that's how you have to be for the rest of your life. I tell everyone it's never too late. That's right. To change. If you if you really want to change, if you want to be something else, it's never too late. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Everybody's like, oh, I, you know, I could have, I could have. And it's like, yeah. you know, I think, and the hardest thing to do is to, like, you know, accept Whatever it is you did in your past, whether it be like nothing or a bunch of stuff you're not proud of, right? <laughs> totally. But you, you you take that as just as much a part of you as as you know your successes, and you take that and you know you're better for it, honestly. Yeah. But then you you pay back, right? Like that's the kind of stuff you're doing, right? Where like you you know I'm I'm reformed or I'm better now, and I, yeah. I want to help out people who who might have made the same are going to make the same mistakes I did or did, man. Totally. And like, that's what it's about, dude, because, like, there might be one person who, like, that's what they needed. They needed somebody. For me, I'm speaking for me, like, in the Army especially, like, you know, I did, like, a lot of, like, dumb stuff before the Army, and the military really helped me grow up. But then also in the military, especially, like, in the war zone in Afghanistan, like, I saw a lot of really awful stuff, man. And, like, totally, some people would say a lot of awful stuff. And it was, like, you know, it was, a, it was really difficult for me for a long time. And the people that I responded to, especially, like, when I was in the hospital, because like, I got hurt, was any sort of, like, older veteran or somebody like that. Not, like, a doctor. Who's, you know what I mean? Like, an old lady doctor. Like, hey, <laughs> no disrespect. But it was, like, it was, like, the grizzled-up dude who was just, like, just, you know, just chopping it up with me. Come talk to you, um, man, yeah. Those are the people that, like, helped me get better. 100%. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool of you, man. And it's awesome because that's the idea of the band too. Is it's like it's just to motivate you, whatever that may be. Like, you know, I, I call it like music to get stuff done too. Dude, you know? that's it um, right there. <laughs> that's, I uh, so. I I think like everything you said about you know your that experience is like you know my life over the last like almost eight years has been exactly that, and I've accomplished a lot and like. I just feel really proud of myself and really proud of like the people I surround myself with and proud yeah, of like, what I get up and do every day. You know what I mean? And like, and, uh, 
Yeah, dude, it's like a total lack of neck is probably my favorite CMI song. I know it's like that's like my favorite song, dude. <laughs> like this is like I'm not the answer to your problems. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm not the one who's ever going to solve them and then like yeah, nothing strange about loving your home and and uh you know the people around you like I feel like when I heard that song like I needed to hear that, you know what I mean? Cause like, That's cool, dude. I, I feel that way about, about where I'm from and where I live and, and who I surround myself with. And like, you know, in today's world and it's kind of, some people might kind of be like, Oh, well you, you know, this place sucks or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh, for sure. You know? And that's the idea, man. It's like, look, I, I'm not some fool or anything. I'm not like a, some sort of government puppet or anything like that. Like, like America might not be the best country in the world, but it's my favorite country. And also yeah. like, Especially, like, with, like, going to Afghanistan and, like, going to a lot of these countries and seeing how these people live in their day-to-day lives, it just, it changed me profoundly. And it was like, holy crap, man, like, just, there's so many basic needs, like, being met that I'm just so grateful for, right? Like, I know where my next meal's coming from. I know where I'm going to sleep at night, you know. I'm not fearful of my life, like someone's going to chop my head off or anything like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Or I'm not going to drive my car to 7-Eleven and get, you know, and get robbed or blown up or anything like that. Um, and so, like, when I was with the lyrics there, it's like, there's nothing wrong being, like, proud of where you're from. And whatever that is, like, for me, I, I, it's the U.S., but it might be different for somebody else. It might be your city, you know, it might be, you know, your heritage or, you know, maybe, like, your parents or something like that. So, it's people like, it's it's about like there's nothing wrong with being like I like where I'm from and I like my friends and I, I, this is who I feel comfortable with and these are my people who whoever that is for anyone you know uh, that's the idea like it's not like oh the U S is amazing <laughs> no, you know, I know. Like, I only like my people you know if, if you if, if somebody hears it that way like all right I can't that's that's you yeah yeah like, that's the idea. It's like there's nothing wrong with being like you know what, I like. I like living in America. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. Uh, yeah, no, like I me said, too. It's the best country in the world, but it's my favorite. Uh, and it's like, it's yours, right? So yeah. it is whatever you decide it to be. If you think it's going to be the worst country in the world that is like very, you know, uh, um, you know, oppressive, if that's what you think it's going to be, then it is, right? But if you see it in a different way of opportunity or maybe like, you know, there's things here I would have never been able to do. That's how I see it. For sure. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that about that song specifically. Cause I felt like I just needed to hear that, like that song. And it just, I heard it and I was like, man, it just like made me like, feel like, yeah, you know, like I feel this way inside and I shouldn't feel, shouldn't feel any way about that, you know? And then, um, and the lessons that mean the most to me in my life were the hardest, stuff i had to i had to learn man like straight up (laughs) yeah that's cool that's cool to hear though man like you know you're the kind of person like that the music's for man like for sure right on all right adam well i gotta get off the air but um i i thank you so much for calling in the show um i really appreciate it um super stoked for for cmi and everything you guys got coming up and uh uh, I hope you have a good workout, and um, yeah, hit me up. Hit me up uh, when you're coming to California, and we'll we'll book you a, a show in our scene and go crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, thanks so much for having me along. Um, really appreciate it, man. And it's a cool 
cool little format you got going on here. Uh, I'm all for it. Stuff like this is really neat, man. Um, so thanks for all the kind words and chopping it up and listening to me ramble about sports for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, dude, uh, everything you said right back at you, man. For sure, no doubt. All right, have a good rest of your Thursday night and go Cubs. All right, cheers. <laughs> Peace. Hang and Choke by Stiff Meds. Foreign Bodies by Hard Stripes, Avenir by Syndrome 81, Chaos All I Really Need by The Enforcers, So Many Nights by Biters, Waste of Flesh by Tyrant, Queen City Eve by Yellow Stitches, Called Out by 86 Mentality, Hurry Up and Die by Turbo Negro.
check, 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 check.
rejection Lately it's been my latest obsession And I've been walking on a fine line Between salvation and suicide My soul's gone from my previous life I've lived and died over a hundred times And it just gets harder each and every time I just can't seem to get it right Tonight I'm all blacked out and got nowhere to go And I've got this anchor that's been dragging down my soul So many nights
hurry up and die. Hurry up and die. <laughs> 